Hello and welcome to Fofop. Uh, this is just a bit before the actual episode. This is an old Dave Anthony one I found down at the back of the couch. Uh, so I wanted to mention firstly that uh, we're now part of the All Things Comedy Network. So go and check out some of the other podcasts on ATC. It's uh, really cool to be involved. Uh, thank you to those guys for all the uh, tweets uh, that they've been doing, getting the podcast out to different people. I also want to mention that we're doing the first ever live Fofop at the LA Podcast Festival. We're on Saturday at 2. Um, my guest will be Rove uh, of uh, guest Charlie number one, Dave Anthony, and uh, Graham Elwood. We're going to talk about Batman and a bunch of other things on that podcast. And uh, if you are in New South Wales, I have the final leg of my uh, my Goodwill tour, uh, which is on at the moment. I'm doing the Enmore this Friday night. That's the final show of the Enmore with uh, Tom Ballard and uh, Sam Bowring. So that'll be really cool. And I've got shows in uh, Sutherland at the Sutherland Entertainment Centre and at the DYRSL. And um, I'm at the Canberra Theatre as well. Uh, so I'd love if you came out and saw those shows. Uh, Lindsay Webb, who's been on the podcast, will be doing support for me in Canberra. So that'll be fun as well. So uh, thanks very much for listening. And uh, here's uh, Dave Anthony and I asking, uh, asking, say, fuck, now I'd have to start again. I'm not going to start again. This is bullshit. Anyway, look. That, that really ruined it. I was going, okay, I probably shouldn't have had a drink about it before this. Before this? Oh, that wasn't a good one either. And I probably should have told Amy not to turn on the taps because that's that's that noise. Anyway, uh, this is why I don't do the podcast by myself, guys. Uh, so uh, I hope you enjoy it. Take it away, Dixie. The following episode of Fofop is classified M.A. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, a sex scene, time travel, terrible Batman impersonations, a Charlie Clausen pronounced Clausen-shaped hole, and mild coarse language. Fofop advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15, and minors must be accompanied by an adult guardian or priest. This is John Deke speaking. There hasn't been any great advances in prison rape or space travel. The father of the barn and the holy toast. Hello and welcome to Fofop. I'm Will Anderson. Uh, number one is here, Dave Anthony. <coughs> welcome back, number one. <coughs> Hello. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, man, I'm good. Uh, I thought today, because uh, we started this when we did the three-year anniversary. Remember we did the, the three-year birthday episode? Yep. And uh, people sent in some questions. Yeah. And then in typical oh, uh, yeah. TOEFOP fashion, we never, ever got to answer any of the questions. <laughs> so a few people have asked me, could we actually get to the questions? And I thought, well, why not? Like, yeah, you know, sure. We can do that. So uh, I'm just going to run through them, and we can take as little or as much time with any of these as you want to. Like, you yep. know, it doesn't. there's no particular rhyme nor reason. Uh, but we'll just start from the top and see how we go. Amy Joe O'Boyle, uh, what is your skincare regime or regimen? She says, but well, either either way, at all? No. What do you mean? Do you wash your face? Yeah, I wash my face with soap. With what? With soap? Yeah. It's terrible for your skin. Is it? How do I yeah. look? What do you mean? What? What? I'm fine. I don't know if you are fine. <laughs> <laughs> like you don't use a moisturizer or anything? Uh-uh. Like an exfoliant? Uh-uh. Something? Uh-uh. Nothing. No. Nope. You wash your face with soap. Yep. Wow. I know, it's crazy. You are a like you're like to me that's like you being bare grills. <laughs> you might as well tell me that you sleep in a dead camel. 
<laughs> if someone says to me, I wash my face with soap, yeah. they're, they're basically saying to me, I sleep in a dead camel, I drink my own urine, and I've made my clothes out of leaves. <laughs> really? What, uh, what, um, what sunscreen do you use every day? What? I don't use an everyday sunscreen, but oh. I, I put sunscreen on oh. most days. Most guys. Okay. When people, when when people say they, no, when people say they have a skincare regimen, I'm always like, "So, what's your sunscreen that you put on every day?" Oh, I don't. Well, good luck with your face. Right? No, no. I have um, uh, part of the regimen that I have is a sunscreen lotion. Yeah, yeah. It's in the it's in the process. I, mean, I don't man. care. I don't, I don't care for I, if you. There's nothing I do that can be considered a regimen. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. Do you know what I bought the other day? I, I I'm not. I'm just I'm I'm a bit being a bit facetious about all this because I only recently started taking care of my program. skin. Yeah. yeah, because I, I was really getting to that point where I was like, "Why does my face look so old? <laughs> well, that's, Is there not some product that I can buy to no, mask just, this from people?" It just keeps happening, right? It does keep happening, uh-huh. but at least this way I feel like I'm. <laughs> you're pretending like I'm you're pretending doing like something. I'm doing- <laughs> Most of the time in life, Dave, I feel like I'm just pretending like I'm doing something. I know. That's you know? how it works. Yeah. Because, like, sometimes I, I am fascinated by this sometimes. Like, for example, even this podcast, yeah. the amount of, like, work and effort and, like, time in my day. Like, sometimes I'll say to people, oh, no, I can't do that actual work. Yeah. I'm recording my podcast tomorrow. <laughs> I'm doing fake stuff. I'm doing fake stuff yeah. that I've pretended is a job. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretending this is actually a thing. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it's not really a thing. No, it's not really. And I'm a bit the same with my skin cam. But recently when I went to the hairdresser, um, I got a bit of a lecture because because I live near the beach and I'd been living near the beach here as well. Mm-hmm. My hair dries out quite a lot. Yeah. And they were saying what sort of like, you know, hair care regimes you have. conditioner yeah. And I'm not really, I've never been, because I travel a lot, you don't tend to travel with big like shampoo and conditioner. No, so I just hard. tend to use... Oh, whatever's in the, the hotel oh, or whatever. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, that's a little... Right. Yeah. I have dry hair, so I can't do that. Like, I have to have, like, a, a hair situation. Well, well, here's the thing. I went to get some products, like, so a good, like, a, a conditioner and, a, like, a, um, a shampoo for damaged hair. Yeah. And then I... This is what I always do. Yeah. It's like going to the fucking Apple shop. There's a lot. And then I just buy everything, because yeah. I'm like... There's a ton of shit. I got an intermediate. I got something what? that you use in between shampoo and conditioner. What would that be? Oh, it's like a hair treatment. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think you're supposed to do hair treatment every day. You do it once in a while. This was like a regular one, though. Like yeah, you meant yes. to use regularly. That's but you meant to leave it in your hair for five minutes. It's... Who's staying in the shower for five extra minutes to leave something in your hair? That sounds like bullshit. I feel like it's all bullshit. <laughs> but I... this was pretty good bullshit. Yeah, I'm we not... revealed on Gruen once that you know how they tell you when you uh, you meant to rinse and repeat when you wash your hair or you condition your hair. It's just so you use more. Yeah, it is. It's purely just so you use more. There's that no seems reason. So obvious. Well, what do you wash? And you go, oh, I should wash that again. Like, what thing are you doing then with? When you wash dishes, you like double the plate. And like, you don't do that with anything. You wash it. It's washed. Alka Seltzer uh, is another example. In the advertisement, they used to drop one Alka Seltzer into the glass. And eventually, somebody went into a meeting and said, if you drop two in, you'll sell twice as much. <laughs> and it worked. That's literally how it worked. <laughs> well, you know, there's a there's the um, pain relief pill here called a leave. Oh, yeah, leave. Yeah, You're only supposed to take one. Right. But people can't handle it, so they take two. Because they're so used to taking two. Oh, yeah. You so just, they're, they're double I just dosing. can't take one of something. Yeah. If, it doesn't feel enough. Even, but it is. Right. Yeah. There's nothing better, too, than, like... 
after a massive weekend, like people bringing out the like the you know over the counter pain relief pills, and people going, "Don't have any more than two. It's like, where were, what did you do the last forty eight hours? You fucking idiot! You snorted something off a fucking toilet that you bought from a bikey, but better not have more than two aspirin. Well, then you're you bleed out, right? Yeah, that's I'm pretty right. sure. That's what happens. It's like uh, here we have all the Jiffy Lubes and the the oil change places, uh-huh. and uh, it used to be. Years ago, you would get an oil change every 7,500 miles. Right. And then all of a sudden, all these oil change places open up, and then it was every 5,000 miles you needed one. Now it's down to 3,500 miles. Are you serious? Yeah, it's just horseshit. Yeah, you don't need to change it that often. No. Of course you don't. That's really interesting. Yeah. All right, good. <clears throat> like it. There we go. Well done, Amy. Good. A little bit, a little bit of growing. That was good. A little bit of conversation started there. I like that. Uh, Gary MacArthur, who I must admit is... Uh, one of the the regular contributors mm-hmm. uh, to the program. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gary says, and I think one of the people who was like, when are you going to answer those questions? And I think oh, that was yeah. because Gary wrote a lot of this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just going to go with one from Gary here. If Batman came to you and said he needed you to replace him for one night and you could borrow all his gear, what would you do? Well, fuck. You'd fuck? No, I said, it's a, I said, well, fuck, that's a hard one. Right. One night. One you can night. borrow all his gear. One thing I get to... Is this something I enjoy or something that's useful? Either. It's, it's, I mean, Gary hasn't specified. It's up to you, man. Batman just is said the, you need to replace the, him for a night. Is it? Is it gear or is it like... I need you to replace me <laughs> for right. one night. I, I will if you talk normal. No. <laughs> I'm Batman. Just... No, I get it. You're Bruce Wayne. No, I'm not. I'm Batman. Okay. I need you to replace me. Because it sounds like you're you're the cookie monster. I'm not the cookie monster. <laughs> I'm Batman. Okay. Although I do like cookies. You do like cookies. Okay, <laughs> so I just cookie. want to sure. Cookie. Okay, now you're very... <laughs> cookie. You know that he... Get Batman a cookie. You know he can't eat cookies anymore, right? Batman. No. Cookie monster. Cookie monster's not allowed to eat cookies. Yes. I have a whole bit about that. I did oh, it at the did? Montreal Gala. People will be able to say it. I heard it. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so, I mean, it d- does his costume count as gear? Because I want to yes. be able to f- jump off buildings and fly. But you will have to get it resized. Okay, that's because you're I not want. as big as Batman. I want to jump off buildings and. Fly. Alfred will do it. <laughs> Alfred will do it. I can't keep talking. I don't that know if Alfred will do it. Alfred will do it. Okay, he's, ba- then, he's back then, to butlering now. Then I'm wearing the. If he's not somewhere having a Fernie Branca, he's happy to. Yeah. Retail oh, That's right. That's yeah. right. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm going to have. I'm going to have the fly thing. Okay, you're going to fly. Yeah. I'm just going to stand on top of buildings looking cool. <laughs> that would be all part of it, though, right? That's part of what I'm wearing. I'm going to hang out up there. What's up? What's Jump up? down, fly. But then when I hit the ground, then I'm just running around like an idiot. But that's fine. I had a good time. I, I would like to actually, if I had it, kill all these major enemies. Just one night. Just one night, but now what's the weapon? You gotta have. Even he can't do that. Well, he can. He just chooses not to because he's Batman. He doesn't like to kill people. I don't know. Oh, that's true. He doesn't like to kill people. Right. Because, I mean, he saw his parents were killed, so it's a thing. Exactly. No, he doesn't want to kill people. So, but I would kill them all. Yeah. And then he'd come back to town and I'd be like, done! Done! (laughs) We're having a party! We're having a party! Come on, Batuzzi! You've seen yeah. the 60 show? Yeah. Hey, you want to watch movies now? <laughs> Come over to my place. Have you seen Shawshank? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Gary. Uh, Colin Geddes asked this. Uh, 
My five-year-old son made up the world. Re- made up the world. Not made up the world. That would be. That's fi- weird. My five-year-old son made up the word revention, which we figure is an invention created specifically to get revenge on someone. Or revention. Revention. Oh. What's your revention? Well, okay, so what would you need... Okay, what do you want to get revenge on someone for? It can be something small, if you want it to be. Uh, but what? Yeah, and what would be your invention to stop that from happening? I don't know. I mean, you mean to make it happen. I'm, I'm getting revenge on the person using an invention. You're getting revenge on them. It's a bit complicated, Colin. I feel like you're just, <laughs> I feel like you're just justifying the fact that your five-year-old can't say words properly. <laughs> By pretending there's something deeper going on there, to be honest, mate. Yeah. You're saying he made up the word revention, but he just can't say words properly. He's trying he's to say five. invention or yeah. something. And but you're like, he's a genius making yeah. up new oh, words. Oh, boy. He's the new Shakespeare. He's yeah, not. he's not. He's, he's, doesn't, not. he's just not a good word sayer. Right. Uh, but, yeah, so... What, what, Do you what, want to get revenge on anybody? Not really, no. That's the thing. feels that's like... I can't think of anybody I actually want to take revenge on. I mean, I, that's probably a... Um, an indication that my life has been okay. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. if something really bad had yeah. happened to you, like, you know, like Inigo Montoya, the princess bride, you know? Hello, my name is Inigo Montoya. Yeah. You killed my father, prepared to die. You spend your yeah. whole time. If someone had killed my father, then, then maybe yeah. I'm like, well, I'm going to dedicate my life to taking revenge on... Right. On my, like, I'm the person who killed my father. Right. But well, my father's fine. He's all right. <laughs> he's out there with the cows. I mean, he had a heart attack. Uh, I suppose I could go after bread or his heart, cheese. Oh yeah, his heart. <laughs> Dad, your heart nearly killed you, and I have sworn revenge against you. Wait, no, that doesn't work. <laughs> this is for my father. No, I am your father. <laughs> There's a problem with your logic. Oh. Revenge. Yeah. So there's no one you want revenge on? I don't think there's anybody. I I mean, your career is revenge against your father. (laughs) I mean, let's be honest. It is. But but other than that, you know, you're not a guy for revenge, right? No, I know. There's nobody. I mean, you know, there's a part of me that wants to shoot one of the heads of the NRA just to go, see? Right. (laughs) Guns do kill people. See what happens? Right. What's that old saying? There's, isn't there an old saying about revenge that if you like, if you go out looking for revenge, you have to dig two graves or whatever yeah. it is. I mean, if you t- actually take revenge, you're you're totally screwing yourself. Right. I mean, how could you not? So what that's, we're that's basically why... saying is, you could kill our parents, and we'd both let it go. <laughs> yeah, basically. I mean, but revenge is why the Crips and Bloods exist. Like right. that's why gangs happen because one guy does another guy, another guy does another guy, and then you're off and running, and it's just a whole thing. Yeah. All right. No revenge. Colin, we're out. Sorry, teach your, teach your kid to talk probably. Yeah, tell, tell make your, the world a more peaceful place. Yeah, why don't you have your kid stop inciting violence? Right. How about that? How about that, <laughs> Colin? If that's your real name or just the made-up name your kid calls you, right? Right. Oh, sorry, Colin. <laughs> Thanks for writing in, mate. Really appreciate it. <laughs> Big shout out to your kid, uh, Zach Goodridge. Says this: uh, If you live in either Joss Whedon Avengers universe. Or the Christopher Nolan Batman universe, which one would you live in? Batman. There's more to this uh, scenario. We're done. No, there's more. Batman. There's more to this scenario. Uh, In the Avengers universe, you are a minor superhero with limited skill. 
Mm-hmm. Hawkeye. Uh, <laughs> or gun shooty lady. Pew, pew, uh, pew. In the Batman universe, you are Bane's sex slave. Oh, fuck. <laughs> so he knew. He knew going in that... That I was probably going to go for Batman. Batman. We were going to yeah. go for Batman. Yeah, he knew already. And then uh, and then he's, 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 he's brought in a little Gotham's Reckoning into the equation. So you're Bane's sex slave with a 50-50 chance that Batman will save you and train you as his replacement. Oh, God, this is a... It's a very convoluted hypothetical. Yeah. Right. So in the Avengers universe, you're a minor superhero. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. With limited skill. In the Batman universe, you're Bane's sex slave with a 50-50 chance that Batman will save you. So you've got a 50-50 chance yeah. that Batman's going to save you from being Bane's right. sex slave. That's pretty good. And train you as his replacement. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. That's pretty good. Or Bane will have Bane all sex with you every day for the rest of your life. I mean, you Bane basically... The, and in so, brackets, he's put, Bane is the top. You're so, no fucking no, shit. Yeah, really? really? Holy shit. Really? <laughs> I didn't know. No, is he going to blow me? Is he going to take off his harmonica and blow me? No one cared who I was. <laughs> I'm going to suck your dick now. <laughs> uh, no, I'm always going to choose the Avengers one because I don't want to be raped. Right, by I mean, that's okay, right? Yeah, that, to not I mean, be... So your, your question is, right. would you rather be raped or not raped? And I'm going to say I'd rather not, not be raped. In fact, in general... As a general principle, yeah, yeah. in every hypothetical scenario, yeah, because rape is wrong. It's horrible. It's horrible. It's horrible. It's I, terrible, and you don't want to rape someone no, or be raped. No. So, as a general principle, can't general, we just? Yeah, it's a simple thing. I feel but, like, but he just he just wrote a question so he could write banal. That's all that happened. Well, here's the thing, I put banal in. Oh, you did. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, that was man. me. Um, right in the banus. Because. And this is the thing about, and it, it, it's funny because even some people have because we have the the prison rape joke in the in the opening titles of this show, yeah. like the reference. Yeah. You know, some people even like you know in the context now of people talking about rape and not being under like, you know, people have even approached me and said, hey, you know, is that something that you guys should be doing? Right. I, I mean, and it is something that I think about, and obviously comedy changes, and sometimes you wouldn't talk about things that you you know, would have in the past and that sort of thing because the context of the debate changes. However, yeah. I don't think that we have ever been like, ha, 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 wouldn't it be funny if you got right. wrapped? I would, because- also, I would also say, hey, everybody, one of the main things that keeps guys from committing crimes is the fear of prison rape. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah no doubt. So, yeah. But the interesting thing for me about the whole uh, rape debate is that my thing is, like, my position on it is very, very simple. You're never allowed to have sex with someone against their will. There is absolutely no circumstance. There's never she was asking for it or he was asking for it. There is never. There is no exceptions. It doesn't matter what they wear. It doesn't matter what they say. Right. Don't, and why would you want to have sex with I someone? I know, that's the crazy thing to me. Like, what? Why, what? Right. Yeah, I, don't even, I can't even... I mean, you know, it's a power thing. Well, I mean, and that's what they say. They say yeah. that rape is less about... And, and look, uh, particularly that man on man... Like, I mean, and I'm not... Uh, it's all terrible. Yeah, the man on man. But the man thing. on man and one yeah. you can say is definitely about power. Yeah. But apparently, across the board, they say that, like, most likely it's about power rather than sex. Mm-hmm. But I just think as a society... We all have to say, like, it's not acceptable in any, like, right. we, we can't have, it's, I know that we're, when we have those debates and people are like, oh, well, you know, don't walk late at night with your, okay, it's fine to say that 
right. the world is not perfect now. Yeah. Try to avoid scenarios where you will put yourself in danger. However, you're not allowed to rape anyone. Right. Ever. No, no, I think because we're very... No one's asking for it unless they literally ask for it. Yeah. Yeah. And, but the other and thing, even then, check. The other thing is, is like people saying... People, the whole thing about rape jokes and all that stuff and get rid of them. There are always going to be idiots. Right. Idiots are... You're basically saying... If you're saying don't do rape jokes, you're basically saying, can we get rid of all idiots? Also, idiots are always going to exist. But it's also the other thing is, there. I want to know who people are going to like up. I do too. Right, you know? I know. Because every know. time someone does... Like, if I see someone do, you know, like a terrible joke, whether it be about, you know, those sort of things where I go, oh, hang on, I don't feel comfortable with who right. the victim is. I go, okay, this person's not for me. Right. And then I go and find people who are for me. We, and yes. it lets me go, okay, cool, I'm not with this. Like we, uh, Will and I off mic have talked many times about different comedians and we go, oh, that one does that? Oh, hmm. interesting. Okay. I don't, it, it, it's a judgment. We, uh, we do make judgments about other comedians who misogyny or rape or whatever it is. And, yeah. it, and to me, it always comes down to like, oh, well, not always, but like most of the time comes down to intent. Yes. The intent behind the piece, the point that's tr- yes. trying to be made, what the person's trying to say. Yes. You know, I've heard jokes about men and women, like, you know, a guy and his like wife mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, joke or about their roles in society mm-hmm. that would play in any comedy club in the world almost yep. mm-hmm. that I find much more offensive than Louis C.K.'s rape bit. Yes. Because of the way they're handled and the intent behind them totally. and the genuine hatred you can the hear. Hatred, yes. Even though they're doing something like, my wife does this. You you hate <sighs> your wife? You hate women? What's right. happening? Yeah, totally. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that was serious, but... <laughs> <laughs> is that what you wanted? <laughs> is, that the question you, is that the question you wanted answered with your Batman? <laughs> uh, okay, Chris M. John says... Uh, would you rather be attacked by a savage wild horse or a savage wild bear? Fuck. Mm, good, uh, question. good question. Bear. You'd rather be attacked by a bear? Well, I think a bear you can... Like, I, I know what you're supposed to do with a bear attack. Which is? Well, uh, number one, if it's if it's at a distance, you make yourself large. Uh-huh. How do you make yourself large? Just stand open. Oh, your, okay, right. Open Put your, your arms open up. Open your arms up and, and, like, give it the deal. Like, I'm also, you know, here to do some business. I don't know if you say that. And if you do say it, I don't know if bears speak English. <laughs> How about this, bro? But if the bear looked, but if the But if the bear looked at you and went back, like, okay, I'm here to do business, too, then yeah. you know it. Then you know do you, you start insulting the bear? Like, I fucked your mother bear. I fucked your mother bear. <laughs> hey, you know that tree you were pawing over there? Huh. I put my dick on that shit. Uh, and the bear what? goes, what? <laughs> what you say? What you say? <laughs> <laughs> and then if the bear's attacking you, I think you're supposed to curl up in a ball so it knows you're not a threat. It's all about it's about a power struggle with bear. <laughs> Bears are rapists, I think is what we're saying. It's one of those, th- but it is actually one of those things it's where you're like, thing. at the start, you've got to be like, I'm bigger than you, bear. And then eventually, if the bear comes at you, you're like, oh, I'm no, smaller than you've you got bear. this. <laughs> no, you're right. Kidding. <laughs> I'm so sorry about the fucking your mum thing. The, I did not have sex with your mother. <laughs> and I did not put my cock on that tree. It's all fine. It's the same thing you do with the frat guy. Right. It's no different. <laughs> um, and then. Uh, and then a horse, I don't, I don't know. Like if a horse is attacking you, I yeah. think shit's fucked up. And oh, but a horse can kill you with one blow, right? It's my thing. You know. It would be quicker, probably your horse. Yeah, 
but I mean, if we're not, I, as far as I'm concerned, I, I'm not giving up and dying in both these scenarios. So I want to survive. And That's I the think, difference between you horse. and I. In both these scenarios, <laughs> I gave up and died very early on. And there was a moment of me that was happy about it. It was like, oh, thank fuck, it ended before it went bad. Okay, if you if you had if you had to die, would you rather die by pig or by squirrel? Mm. Uh, by any like. Those are the two choices. How am I dying by each of those things, though? I don't know. It's up to you. Uh, Okay, right. Yeah. Um, Well, by pig. By pig, then by squirrel. Yeah, for sure. I have no affection for squirrels at all. (laughs) I don't think this is an affectionate question, though. No, I I just... Because I I, I haven't... I don't know. Like, pigs are apparently very smart animals. They are very smart animals. Um, I always, like, when I did eat meat, um, I enjoyed... The pig? The pig products. Mm -hmm. I feel like that would be, like, a full circle, you know, that... You know, I was responsible for the deaths of pigs and it would be wiped out by a pig taking their revenge on me. Right. right. I read Animal Farm. I feel like they could get that shit done, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, well, and I, as it was bashing in my head, yeah. as I lay on the ground, I would just whisper, that'll do, pig. That'll do. <laughs> okay, but here's the sad thing. You answered incorrectly because the squirrel is just going to bite your... Your, your neck and quickly have you bleed out, but the pig is actually going to eat up through your intestines. Oh. So I'm sorry. I mean, but you have chosen. Right. <laughs> World's worst game show. I just love, you know, I have to go and, um, when this is uh, being recorded uh, tomorrow, I have to go and pitch a show that I've been working on with some people for a while. Mm-hmm. And I can just imagine, like, being in the room, pitching the show, and the dude's just going, nah, not mm-hmm. interested. Yeah. And me panicking, going, so, I've got a squirrel in a pit. <laughs> people have to choose how they will die, but we don't reveal to them how they die from them. Guy's like this guy's a genius. This is a bringing the giant check. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, Ronnie Schiller Johnson has asked this: If you had the power to erase a person's brain back to its infancy, mm-hmm. but you could only use it one time, mm-hmm. whose brain would you erase? Oh boy! Wow! Wow! Whose brain would you erase? The guy who wrote—he uh, wasn't even a. Judge, he was like a. I don't know what they'd be called. He was the Supreme Court. He was the assistant, whatever he is. Okay. Who wrote the corporations are people in the side of a thing and changed the entire way America worked. So, explain to me what that means because I have uh, seen uh, this referred to before, but I don't really understand what what is meant by that. The corporations are people thing. It was a legal thing, right? It's yeah, a- it's a legal thing. So they basically get to do everything a person gets to do, but they can't actually be punished the same way as people. Right, because they're not people. So if you're a corporation, <laughs> yeah, like say Halliburton just got in trouble for right. um, destroying evidence about the oil spill. Uh huh. And they're fine. Was it just was- covered in oil? <laughs> That would have been the best way to destroy the evidence. Uh, we are so sorry, but we spilled oil all over it. Uh, the irony, right? I know, it's crazy. Oh that's just what happened. Oh, well. I don't know. 
Well, no, basically they had run like 20 computer models that said, will this rig hold up? And yeah. every, every one said, said no, not, not really. They wiped that. And, out. and, and they, the computer models were right. Yeah. Turns, turns out, out. Turns out weird. Yeah. Uh, so they destroyed it. So their fine was $200,000. Now, if you were a human being and you did that, you would go to prison. Right. But but the corporation can't go to prison. Right, so the corporation can keep doing also, terrible things. Also, a person would also like get fined two hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, that's a person's amount of money. Devastating. Whereas like a corporation like Halliburton, I don't give a shit. As a matter of fact, their stock went up, so it they made money off of destroying evidence. So shit like that, and and right. it, it permeates throughout all all sorts of things. They can donate to campaigns. They can do all this stuff. And if they're not, if they have no morals and they can donate to a campaign, it's just for making ways to make money and ways to make money are generally amoral. So they're, they're not, they're not people. And so it's basically changed all, all the problems you see in America. Oh, they're society. terrible, terrible people. <laughs> Is that what it says in the legislation? Corporations are people. Asterisks. Terrible, terrible people that you would not like to know because they will fuck you up and then they will get away with that shit. Yeah. Supreme Court Justice. Supreme Court Justice written by... Wow. Okay. Well, that, that was a good one, man. I like that. Uh, Sebastian Whirl. I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, Sebastian W E H R L E. That's a good last name. It is a good last name. Yeah. Whirl? Whirl? I don't know. Whirl? I hope it's Whirl. Give it a whirl. Give it a whirl. Uh, What would be different if Superman had landed in Australia instead of the US? Mm, Interesting. Let me, let's walk through this then. Okay, firstly. He would have fucked up that dingo when it tried to take him, right? Be kicked the shit out of it. Dingo would have fucking bit off more than it could chew. If the it dingo would have little... bit him, and all his teeth would have cracked. Right? Yeah. That would have been the... okay. Even is... as a baby. Yeah, go. All right. Mm-hmm. Gritty reboot. Oh. Reboot of the Man Austra- of Steel. Movie. Australian gritty reboot. Yeah. Man yeah. of Steel, Down Under. Yeah. All right. This is the story. Uh, so. Uh, he escapes from Krypton. He lands mm-hmm. in the Australian outback. Sure, he does. right? Yeah. First scene. This is your, your hilarious first thing. Uh-huh. Baby lands, capture yeah. lands. Baby hops Ding, out. Baby, like, well, baby's you know, out on the ground or whatever. Right. You know. Rolling around. Right. Dingo comes by, yeah. takes the baby because everyone's like, ah, yeah. the dingo and the baby. Great opening scene. Uh-huh. Just a bit of humor, a bit, a bit of tension. Yeah. Like this, this, it's a vicious animal. Yeah. You're not playing it for laughs necessarily. Right. But you're just recognizing that thing that everybody knows. Yeah. It's a vicious animal. It goes to bite the baby. Everyone in there's right. like, oh, my God, this dingo's baby's going to be killed. Yeah. The dingo's going to eat the baby. No. Teeth broke. Dingo. Super baby. Yeah. Opening credits. Man of steel. Down under. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then the rest race itself, yeah. obviously. So uh, basically he's discovered by, um, uh, you know, the equivalent uh, Mar and Pa Kent. Yeah. Mar and Pa Cunt. They are the, the cunts. <laughs> The Aussie cunts. They're with a K, not with a C. I don't want to be offensive. Clark cunt. Yeah, the cunts from down under. All right. Um, uh, Papa cunt, mm-hmm. played by um, Paul Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, and uh, the wife. The wife, played by uh, Jackie Weaver from Animal Kingdom. Oh, yeah, okay. I mean, you know, yeah. hot on a uh-huh. yeah. Hollywood success. That'd sure. be a good... Paul Hogan and Jackie Weaver yeah, can be the good. new Mar and Park camp. Yeah. And uh, then he... Well, he's raised in the Australian Outback, so... Mm-hmm. 
He's a little wild. It's a lot of a lot of scenes. Here's what I would have in it. There would because he's out in the outback, mm-hmm. right? So I'd have a lot of scenes of him uh, learning about uh, the the Aboriginals and the Indigenous culture and their uh-huh. connection with the world and with yeah. the spirituality and yeah. like because they also would have myths maybe. Oh, oh right, right yeah. on the caves. Aboriginal up. culture has been around for 40,000 years right. in Australia. They have uh-huh. cave drawings and stuff uh-huh. like that. So suddenly, like, Lost Style, you discover on the walls. Yeah, you've got, like, the tales, the story, the story of, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And part of the Aboriginal mythology has actually been some of the stories they tell are of this person from the stars yeah. that came. And so you suddenly give it, like, a spiritual and an yeah. interesting grounding. Yeah. So Superman not only learns from, the you know, his parents about right. what it's like to be... You also know, a 40,000 year old right, society. Tradition that yeah. is connected with, you know, his yeah. planet and his yeah. traditions. Yeah. So then he's raised in that sort of way. You got a lot of funny scenes of him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> middle of the outback, yeah. right? Yeah. You know what there is in the middle of the outback? No one for miles around. Yeah. And space. So you you know what there also is? What? Uh, the fastest animal on land in Australia, the emu. Scenes of Superman yeah, ch- r- r- chasing emu, yeah. emus and, like, you know, yeah. having races with kangaroos and, yeah. like, you know. Jumping you- and running and punching. Right. Learning how to do all those things. Yeah. You know, being influenced by that surroundings, but you know. Naturally. Naturally in the middle of uh, everywhere, right? Yeah. Um, then you set the story around uh, the US military base that they have in Darwin oh, where boy, all the drones are coming out of yeah. and some sort of, you know, conspiracy with the military and whatever's yeah. going on there. And that's your, like, I mean, well, you know, the rest. West, I mean, we rest, could, yeah. but, all right. I, I like it. You know what? I'm not giving away the rest. Is what I'm <laughs> Christopher Nolan, write me a check. Charlie's taking notes. Yeah. All right. That was good. Uh, Brody Snook. Brody asked this. Uh, would you rather have sex with someone who has been dead for a year mm. or alive for a year? What the fuck? That's the worst question ever. God damn it. Well, dead. Yeah, I mean, it's the only... I mean, they're both crimes. Right. Well, I mean... I mean, who also... Who is making us do this? <laughs> Like, where am I that this is happening? <laughs> What's the situation? Like, is it? Well, here's the thing, Dave. Once I sold my first game show, <laughs> Pig or Squirrel, <laughs> I was on a roll. Then I sold the one, guys year, were one like, year in or one year out. You know, it's a good show. Um, well, I mean, look, it could be it, if it was Benjamin Button and he was alive for a year, yes. that would be fine, right? That's fine. Um, and found a loophole. Found a loophole, and uh, what about uh, if uh, what about a zombie, a hot zombie? Zombies are not alive, so you're saying a de- a th- I could screw a dead zombie right. lady? Well, they're yeah. still dead and rotten. It still smells and it's horrible. And but what if you clean her up a bit? Some soap? I'd rather I'd rather fuck a dead dead person than a zombie. You'd rather have sex with a corpse? Yeah, I think so. Than, than a zombie. zombie? Yeah. I mean, if they've been dead a year, too. I mean, you could really just, like, fuck a skeleton. That wouldn't be right. that weird, That's right? That's I'm thinking. I'm thinking <laughs> that keep, wouldn't be that weird. I'm thinking, I'm thinking you keep it out in the desert for a year, and then you, and then you just, all right, I'm fucking a skeleton. Right. Big deal. I, I would have done this. Pretend you're dating in, a model. I would have done this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is as close to dating Kate Moss as I ever can. <laughs> I fucked a skeleton once, right? What have you done? Yeah. Oh, I. Okay. 
Matthew Thurbon has asked, uh, the figure of speech, you can't have your cake and eat it too, is absurd. Why would you want to have a cake but not eat it? But then again, having it is having a cake the same thing as eating a cake? I'm confused. Discuss. Well, now we're getting very... I think Nietzsche covered this, did he not? <laughs> his cookbook. <laughs> it's one of his less popular, but he did a cookbook. <laughs> it's right after the hot dog chapter. Right, yeah. Fun things to do with hot dogs by Nietzsche. Speaking of competitive eating, I, I once ate an entire cake. Uh, in one sitting. It was for a radio were you, thing. Oh, okay. So it was something you were as a challenge. We were doing a live uh, broadcast at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. We were doing breakfast radio at the time. And uh, the challenge was that between six and nine, while we were doing the show, I would try to eat an entire cake. Right? Jeez. Now, here's what I'm going to tell you. That, that sounds a lot easier than it actually really? is. Really? Yeah. Like, you think it would be easy. Over three hours, right? How big is the cake? Like, oh, yeah, proper cake size. Okay. Like a, the sort of cake that you would buy at a shop and go, this is like a cake for a party. I'm yeah. going to say eight eight or ten generous slices okay. of cake. Yeah. And how, how, how long into it before you're like, whoa, I don't know if I can do this? I, I, I think I hit the wall at about the two-hour mark. Yeah. And how many pieces was that? Oh, that was about... The, oh, I reckon at that stage I was probably about two-thirds of the way through. Wow. But I thought I was going to die. Yeah. Like, afterwards, we finished at nine. Well, that's... And I had to go and lay down for the rest of the day. Yeah, that's an overdose of sugar. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it was like that sort of thing of, like, yeah, half, they should have had on the top of the cake just said, congratulations, you now have diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> what are the candles for? <laughs> was that your idea? Yeah, I think it was, because I love cake so much, and I always talk about cake. I do love cake. You know, uh, Justin and Adam Richard and I were doing some shows at the Comics Lounge in Melbourne and uh, we, um, uh, I was talking about how much I love cake and how my ideal gig is that um, if someone would uh, bring me up, I could finish my show by someone would bring me up a piece of cake yeah. and a cup of tea and I would just like eat the cake and have the cup of tea while I finish the, yeah. the show because yeah. that would be as peaceful as I you know, would want to be. Uh-huh. So on the last night of our run, as I'm getting towards the end, and I've already told this thing earlier in the thing, they, they both come out with two pieces of cake and, like, you know, a cup of tea, right? Yeah. So I'm like, all right. So I tell the audience, I said, I'm going to keep going until I finish this cake. Yeah. And it was brilliant. Like, it was because it was one of those things where sometimes if they laughed enough, I would take two slices uh-huh. of cake, like yeah. co- cockily. Yeah. <laughs> but, of course, they would enjoy that as right. well. And it almost went so well that I was like, fuck, I could close with this every time. <laughs> <laughs> and then I would die. Yeah. So we're not going to answer your question because no. you got a better answer. But I like cake is what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, apart from, oh, so we must have talked about this when uh, we originally had put this question out there. But uh, Samuel Taylor asked, apart from Will's $300 final episode of Lost, What's the most ludicrous amount you've spent on something and why? What's your, what's your biggest splurge? Like, you know, I'm not on something that's sensible. Like, you know, not like buying a house or like a car or something. But right. is there, have you ever spl- splashed some money on... I'm not, like a, I'm not like a guy who collects things or goes out and buys stuff like uh-huh. that. I, don't, I, I can't really think of anything that... I guess... Yeah, nothing. Nothing? I don't think I'm that... I'm not that guy who goes out and buys... A thing like that. 
I bought. Oh, well, I mean, I mean, art. That's probably it. Oh, art. Okay, what's it art? I commissioned a painting. Really? Yeah. You naked? <laughs> what's it, what's the, it says it in French. Was it Anne Geddes? Did you? Did, was no, it? there's an artist in L.A. who. It's like. But and anyway, Greg told me about him, and and I was trying to look for a get my wife a painting for her birthday, and I commissioned a painting. Oh, okay. From that's probably the most I've ever spent on anything. That I bought uh, my girlfriend at the time a fifteen thousand dollar car for Christmas. Oh, wow. that was probably as big as yeah. That was quite a good Christmas present. Yeah, that's a really good Christmas yeah. present. So that was as big as I ever. Yeah, that's yeah. You know what that does though. Fucks you up for next Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't regret doing it. I'm just saying that it raises the bar. Anyway, these are earrings. Yeah. <laughs> and no, they're not diamond. They're huh? just nice earrings. How do you feel about the brushes voucher? I'm just what? Gonna, hang on, wait. I'm just going to... I just wonder if... The- and should be keeping going? Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Uh, let's get on to the uh, next question here. Um, Benny M. Ostler asks this. Uh, if you could be Charlie for one day, mm-hmm. uh, what TV series would you audition for? I mean, you are Charlie. You, know, you are. Yeah. I mean, I this is what one. you're doing here, man. So but, I get, uh, because. But you can audition for a TV show. So I am you, you are Charlie. You're being Charlie Clawson. Game of Thrones. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And what sort of character would you be in Game of Thrones? I would like to be a bad guy. <laughs> oh. Uh, you know, one of the uh, storm the castle. Okay. Kill the people. You know, it'd be great. Do you watch Game of Thrones? I haven't really um, watched the TV series yet. I'm I'm uh, working my way through the books. Oh, yeah, I do it the opposite. I'll watch it, and then I'll read the books. Why? Because I don't like stuff to be spoiled on the TV show, but I don't care if it's spoiled in the book. It's interesting. Yeah. But does that mean that you then read the characters, like, when you read the book, do the characters look like the TV characters? Sometimes. Like, when I read... Okay, so I read... Like, you're reading it, like, oh, it's Peter Dinklage. Like, like Take Under the Dome, I read it, uh and certain characters I will see that way. Like, Under the Dome... Well, there's a guy in it from Breaking Bad who's a really good actor, and he seemed really well cast, right. and so he works. But there's another guy named Barbie who is not well cast, and he is not in my head, nor is the main female lead in my head. Like, right. they don't... If they're not well cast, they're not you in recast. my head. Whenever, yeah, yeah, I right. do recast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we're getting towards the end of this. Uh, Josh Duggan asks, Would you rather fight... Ten chicken-sized kangaroos. Okay, so far I'm loving that. Or one kangaroo-sized chicken. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, you know what? i got to go with the, the kangaroo-sized chicken. Uh, the chicken-sized kangaroos. You want the ten chicken-sized kangaroos? Yeah, 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 for sure. I think that would be fun. I mean, it's the love. <laughs> it's like being attacked by wallabies. 
That'd be right. Yeah, yeah. You kick, kick one, punch one. Right. Yeah, it's fine. I kind of like the idea that it would start as a giant kangaroo, but when you punched it, it would split yeah, off into yeah. tiny kangaroos. That's it. So you, so you start with the giant chicken one, and you punch it once, and then it, and then it, <laughs> it goes splits into, off into tiny yeah. kangaroos. That's that's the answer. That's what we want. <laughs> that is indeed the correct answer. <laughs> that was the answer that Josh supplied. Yeah. Uh, all right, Brendan Roberts. Ask this, Doctor Who. Are you a Doctor Who fan? Nope. Okay. <laughs> I tried to watch it once, and it was just seemed sort of a little too cheesy for me, so I didn't. Okay. Continue on. All right. Well, we'll just move on because I don't want this to. But you're a Doctor Who fan. I'm a big Doctor Who fan. Uh, Molly Jean asks this: You and Dave are the last two people on Earth. Oh man, what happened? Dot dot dot. I assume. So that's was... just the start. I that's... assume we walk out of this hotel room right now, and it's just all devastation. <sighs> And wouldn't that be devastating? Because we've just recorded two podcasts. <laughs> Who is going to listen to them? Can we still upload them? I can't upload them now. And the world hasn't ended, so. Oh. Uh, yeah, okay, well, let's go through that first. What do you think has happened? I mean, it has to be some environment, I guess, where we've just been what? doing a podcast or something. Yeah, we had to have been in a place. We've gone into a sound, only... to try to find a soundproof room. Yeah. And meanwhile, while we're talking shit about fighting giant chickens. And so the planet is still there, yeah. but which means we could survive, mm-hmm. but everyone's dead. I would have to say that uh, space poison. That's what happened, you mean? A giant cloud of space poison came, and we just happened to be oh. lucky to survive, and it just enveloped the planet and well, that could happen. moved on. And Can it? I don't think there's such a thing as space poison. <laughs> well, how do you know? <laughs> how much do you know about space? I mean, not a lot. We're finding right. out stuff all the time. Yeah. But yeah. also, even of the stuff that we already know, how much of it do you know? As a percentage, do you think? I would guess 0.004%. Right. So how do you know there's not space poison? I don't know there's not right. space poison. Right, I bet there is. I'm not saying conclusively there is or there isn't. I bet there is. I think you know there's what? more likely to be space poison than not. Yeah. I'm not saying it's coming here to Earth, but I reckon in all of space, there's got to be some shit that's poisonous, right? Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. The end. No. <laughs> I guess, well, I mean, eventually we would just walk the earth until we died, right? Isn't yeah, that, no, what would we Because do? there's nothing we can actually do to well, fix it. Well, I mean, it. We, we'd get in fast cars and we'd drive them around. That'd and be fun. Fuck around. First day, that would out, be yeah. definitely... Rob a bank. Right. Just walk in, grab some money. Right. And then I'd, I'd look at you and go, hey, all the food's going to start to rot. Let's eat. <laughs> <laughs> we'd go up to... Let's go uh, and find one of those medical marijuana dispensaries. Yeah. yeah. And, then and then the world is our smorgasbord. Uh, <laughs> Everything is Sizzler when you're the only people left. Do you think we'd go up to the the Hustler store around the corner and just throw dicks at each other? (laughs) Why aren't we doing that this afternoon? Why do we have to wait for the world to end? Shouldn't they have a room in back? Like, like, you know, when you go to a store and they just have a room for kids to play in. But at the the Hustler store here, they just have a room in back, which is just full of rubber dicks. And you can go in and throw them at each other. Oh, my God. Ten minutes in the room, 50 bucks. You can dive into the rubber cocks. (laughs) I mean, that is an adult playground, you know? Yeah. Wow. All right. So, you know what we'd do? (laughs) (laughs) Ainsley Pratt asked this. What's Dave's view... And this is interesting. And you can you can talk as much or as little about and, this as you want. I already know I don't have a lot of opinions. Uh, because this is about another comedian. And there is, like, you know, look, there's a certain sort of, you know, respect that all your comedians have that yes. we don't tend to really bag people out. Right. Um, so 
Uh, if you want to answer this, answer it or answer it, whatever you want to answer it. What is Dave's view on the comedian Daniel Tosh? I can't tell if I laugh if I laugh at his jokes or his delivery style. And why does he do a lot of rape jokes? Yeah, why does he do a lot of rape jokes? That's actually something you should ask yourself while you watch him. Yeah, why does um, he? You don't have to answer that. But I don't. I think that Daniel is a complicated human being, and I think Daniel has some demons. Yeah. He's, he's a very funny guy. I've met him a couple of times and he seems quite nice. He's a very nice guy yeah. and he's very funny. Yeah. But, you know, like a lot of comedians, I think he's got a tortured There's know, something there, isn't there? Yeah, there's some darkness in Daniel yeah. and it comes some out. Some genuine and, darkness. Yes, and it comes out and in his And you sometimes jokes. see it and you go, whoa. Uh-huh. I'd yeah. be interested to know. Yeah, yeah. But it seems legit at least with him, you know, in that way that sometimes you see guys doing that sort of shit and you go, oh, you're just like, say, there's, some, there's something else going on there that. I think, Some of it comes out of Yeah, I think when, when you know, there's a lot of comics like that. that he, he's, a, he's able, he's made it palatable for a lot of people. Mm. Like, a lot of people can't do that. But I think that, um, I think there's, there when, when your audience, I think when there's a portion of your audience that thinks it's real. Yeah. That, that's the that's problem, That's where I think it? you're in trouble. And that's the problem. Like, sometimes I think the problem is that, I remember, uh, and I said this at the time, I think I may have even said on the podcast, but I went and saw Daniel do like a big arena show, like a 3,000, you know, see, because I perform a lot with him at the Comedy and Magic Club in Hermosa, which is his local club. And so he'll just pop in on a lineup Mm -hmm. and no one will ever go after him. Like people don't, because he gets such a big reaction because he's walking out as like, you know, people go nuts. People won't go immediately after him, but I will always go immediately after him because for two reasons... Firstly, he's just got the crowd rocking. Yeah. But secondly, he's normally dropping in to try something new. Right. Right. So which means that they, they get, you get all the excitement of the crowd are really up for it. Yeah. But he's not necessarily banging out every joke like he would no, be at his course, big concert. Of course there. he isn't. So it's normally a pretty good spot after if you're I, any good. I learned that in New York. I had to follow a tell every night for like a year. And I learned, oh, yeah, I can follow anybody because right. they're often doing new stuff. But even if they aren't, I'm a completely different thing. Right. And you, once they've got the ball up in the air... Yeah, you keep it going. It's not like people are like, we've had enough fun now. Right, exactly. <laughs> There's no... There, but the only thing that's hard to follow is when someone's talking to the crowd the whole time. Right. That's the only thing. No, I agree with that. Um, so I went and saw him do his arena show. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I said uh, to someone afterwards was, I bet he doesn't... Like, oh, well, not even I bet. I could tell he doesn't like a percentage of his audience. Yeah. And that, I to that. me, is something that I've never had to say. No, like, I, I don't have the that audiences either. that Daniel has, like, no, in any I, way. But, yeah. but think, you know. I think that's a Comedy Central thing. I think you really, you know, Attell had that. Chappelle had that. I don't know if he still does. G- Giselnik's definitely going to have it. Like, you know, when you do, quote-unquote, edgy comedy, yeah. you creeps start to like you. Right. You know, that's just how it works. <laughs> <laughs> that's just the name of the game. <laughs> <laughs> this is a couple of guys like why are you laughing at this truth <laughs> he's finally saying what we all think right <laughs> guys alright um, Will uh, Holly asked me this one uh, if, if your hip pain would disappear forever but it meant you could never again eat cake what would you do Mm-hmm. Um, I would never again eat cake. As yeah. much as I like cake, my hips yeah. are getting worse and worse, and it's really starting to shit me now. Like I have days where I can barely fucking walk, and I'm how how, how far away are you? Do you think from um, surgery? Well, 
It's a hard one. I've been I've been lucky enough to be working with this expert in Australia who um, is giving me some other techniques and some things. And when I go back to Australia, I'm going to have some work done around them, like some physio and some other things to see if I can lessen some of the pain because right. um, they prefer me not to... Basically because I have to get both hips done. It's pretty major surgery. If you get both, and, and you do them both at once, well, obviously. Or do you you've got a couple of choices. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. these are basically your stats in a nutshell. Yeah. Um, you can get them both done at the same time, but you'll have to learn how to walk again then because you've right. had both your hips replaced. So that's right. going to take a bit of time. Or you can get them done one at a time. The advantage is you don't. it will take less time to heal and you don't have to learn to walk again. Right. But you have to get major surgery twice as many times. Right. right, and it's major surgery. It is major surgery. And they say that one in ten uh, hip replacements have complications, which is actually quite a high amount for... Although I, although a, a lot of that might be due to age. the age of the person getting them. And it does, yeah. and that is, is one of the reasons. Yeah. Um, they only last 15 years max. So oh, the shit, younger you really? get them, the more you have to get them again. So oh. at my stage of my life, Chances are I'd have to get them at least done twice. Although I feel like by the time another 15 years goes by, they'll just be able to put a tube in and squirt in some new gel hips. Right. Well, you hope so, right? Yeah. What are your legs? Still motherfucking springs. You know, that's what I would be like. Yeah. You know, my... my I want super hips. My nephew... Part had, robot. My, <laughs> my nephew's had two heart surgeries, and my 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 um, sister was trying to delay the last one because they are they were close to having... Where they wouldn't have to open you oh, up, they would just thing. go through right, your. Yeah. They would go through your leg and just yeah. whoop, put it in, and they're done. You know, so the advances. You know, you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, well, I hope so. And because recently there was massive court cases because all these hip replacements went wrong. Oh, perfect. Um, which is terrible for everyone oh who was involved in it. But and there's massive lawsuits and stuff. Yeah. But they say that the upside of that will probably be advances in better hips. hip technology yeah. because they really have to work on yeah. it at the moment. So, well, I mean, fingers I, mean I didn't want to. I didn't want to tell you this, but I've been working on a hip in my basement. Oh, are you serious? Yeah, and it's what, pretty good. How's it going? Well, I got up to 17 years. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <sighs> All right. uh, we'll finish this up in a minute. Uh, Kenneth Huey or Huey? Huey? I'm going to go with Huey. Uh, continuing on the misery theme... Uh, Misery the movie or yeah, just misery. misery in general? Misery the movie. Will, how would you feel about being kept captive by some crazed fan in the Alaskan wilderness or wherever and forced to come up with jokes only for them for the rest of your life? Or? Is there an or? Uh, no, there's just more. Or fighting monkeys. But right here, right here. <laughs> the guys in the pitch meeting are like, are all your pitches just oars? Is that all it is? <laughs> We're starting to see where your ideas might come from. <laughs> All right, so this is okay. Well, let's go with the first bit first. Man, that's, someone captures you, and I every mean, day is you're she breaking my legs and stuff. You may become wheelchair bound and addicted to painkillers. Well, um, I mean, a, I'm to be honest. How would I feel about it? I may become wheelchair bound and addicted to painkillers anyway. So yeah, true. I'm already on that slippery yeah. slope. Ugh, yeah. Uh, did I mention? No, you didn't. Because now you are mentioning it. Mm. Did I mention the captor is a master cake maker? Oh. By the way, from these questions, <laughs> you start to get a picture of what the audience thinks about well, you. I think you. I know he likes Batman and cake. <laughs> and possibly being sexually assaulted. <laughs> That's what. What is Will Anderson like? He likes cake. He likes Batman and rape. <laughs> <laughs> I did not like the third one of those. Um. 
that question's on you because my answer to that is no. Okay. Um, there's more. Did I mention the captain is a, ma- ma- a master cake maker who's also a double for Zoe Deschanel? Uh, Why does she have to be a double? Why can't she, it just be? Why can't it just be Zoe Deschanel? Zoe Deschanel. I, f- I think that everyone feels that that would be implausible for her character. Uh, like if you're writing a script, you can't just take someone and have them do something they would never do. Right. No one would buy it. Well, maybe she, maybe it's a hipster thing. Maybe it's really cool to do that. Then. Okay, it you might be. I mean? It might be the new thing to do. Like Every hipster's like, got a cabin where they keep someone. Who, right, that hipsters would definitely jokes. have a cabin. Yeah. Right, you mean? Yeah. Like a cabin is a hipster yeah. thing. It's yeah. old school. Where they grow mustaches. And then there's like, hey, uh, are you guys, uh, uh, what, you're still going to comedy clubs for drugs? Oh. Ugh. Well, I suppose so, mate. If you that's know what you're... you should have. Right. You need to just have your own comedian. Yeah, you should have a guy locked up in a right. room on, on a bed and having him crank out jokes. What, do you hate Kathy Burtz? Hey, uh, Will, I'm going to need something on penguins today. <laughs> Right. So this, uh, what, 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 the Antarctic or the, the uh, Argentinian or South, South African? I don't know. Just penguins, Will. Just penguins. Oh, hang on. Her part-time gig when not inventing new and fantastic cakes. So she's a cake inventor, this person. Jesus uh, Christ. I didn't even know that that was a thing. She's a stunt double for Zoe Deschanel in movies. Oh. So she looks like her but can kick your ass oh. Oh, <laughs> if you try to escape or do a mediocre gig. <laughs> A mediocre gig? Holy shit. This just became horrifying. (laughs) Number one, how are you going? Does that mean in the house doing a gig? Because you're not leaving the house. No, you're just doing a gig for her. So if you don't, if you have a shitty set. If you have a shitty set. But she you're your on painkillers and your legs are broken. Right. You're going to have bad sets. I don't know. I feel like I've incorporated that into your <laughs> I feel like that's actually given me a new edge. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> All right. You're, you're right. Let's finish this up. Um, uh, okay. Uh, Catherine Thomas, and this is our final question. Mm-hmm. Uh, Catherine Thomas asks Which would you rather? Never taste anything again or only taste peanut butter forever? I mean, it's the age-old question. I mean, <laughs> didn't the Bible cover this? Right. Uh, I would. I think I'd rather never taste anything again than taste one thing, because after a while, that one thing would just become like not tasting anything, right? You're talking about marriage, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you, bro. <laughs> you see that in my in my one-man show at Melbourne. <laughs> Peanut butter women. <laughs> Based on the game show. <laughs> All right, Dave Anthony, you can find you on the internet at Dave Anthony on the Twitter. You can listen to your uh, the dollop, your podcast. You can listen to Walk in the Room, mm-hmm. your other podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, what else? What else can I? We tell people. Um, I'm on tour: uh, Sydney, Canberra, some other places. I wonder if uh, I, Perth, Perth, come to Perth. I wonder if I've already started my crowdsourcing for the festival. Well, if you haven't, you've announced it now. Yeah. And if you, I, I, there, I, I have be to something. announce it because I start. You know, Plan Two begins tomorrow. August August first was the date. Oh, okay. For the festival to contact me, and because foreign comedians have to be. You have to have all your, you have to be approved right by by the festival July yeah so that day now ended and it didn't happen right so I move on to so plans. chances are that you, like the festival's not going to bring you out 
but we right. have a, there's a backup plan. There's a backup plan. Yeah, which may be better anyway. Yeah, it might be. But it, it's probably it going to be more complicated. It's going to be more complicated. And uh, there'll be an opportunity for people to listen to the podcast uh, to help out, I think, yes. in a cool way. Yeah. Um, so uh, we'll tell you more about that when we know. And if it has actually started by now, I'll put all the details on the uh, end of the episode as well. Um, yeah, come out and see, see my live shows, obviously. That would be fantastic. And... Uh, um, Gruen's back on the tally, so please uh, check that out. That'd be really cool, and we'll talk to you again soon, oh, Dave. Wa- and watch oh. Marin. Do you guys get Marin down there? So I guess so. Like I, I'm a writer on Marin at this point, right? And so <laughs> at this point, that's right. <laughs> um, I assume that somewhere in Australia we'll be playing it. Yeah, I, th- I thought I saw that someone said it was on down there. I mean, I'm not. I, I know that people in Australia will be watching it regardless whether it's on right. down there gotcha. or not. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, particularly comedy fans and yeah. people who know Mark Maron's work. I'm sure I've already checked out the show, which because right. I've been here the whole time and I've been on the road, I yeah. haven't had an opportunity to watch it yet. Yeah, and I've heard nothing but good things. Yeah, people say good. they're really enjoying it's good. it. Yeah. So uh, Dave's writing on that. So uh, make sure that you check out Maron as well. So uh, Dave, uh, could you? Sign off for us, please. Oh, floofer! <laughs>